Hi, my name is MJ Antu and welcome to Zion Church. Our mission at Zion is to create spaces for God to dwell and for hearts to be transformed by the love of Jesus. This is why we meet in person every first and third Sunday of every month and online every second and fourth Sunday. You can find our times and locations by going to zionchurch.live. We do this because we believe there's something deeply powerful when we all gather together to lift up the name of Jesus, but also when we meet at homes, break bread, and watch church with our church community. We are creating spaces for God to dwell. If you're looking for a church community or are wanting to take your next steps in your life or feeling led to partner with the mission of Zion, there are two ways to do so. The first one, you can join the Zion launch team. As we continue to engage and serve our community both in person and online, we are needing people like you. Second, you can become a financial supporter. We understand that God has given richly towards us, so it is our privilege to give back to Him so that we can serve others. Every dollar you sow is used to better serve our community. If you're wanting to join the Zion launch team or become a financial supporter, you can go to zionchurch.live slash next. On behalf of our entire Zion family, we want to say thank you. All right, let's get ready to hear a powerful message from God today. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Zion Church. May the peace of the Lord Jesus be with you today. Man, I'm so excited to be back. We were on a church-wide sabbatical for the month of june our family we traveled to texas we were there for about two weeks but i'm excited to be back i'm happy to be back i'm happy to be preaching god's word to you today i want to pray i want to pray for today's message i want to pray for you because i believe god has a special and a powerful word for us today lord we thank you for the opportunity to gather Lord, I pray that you would use me for the next couple of minutes to preach your word, to preach the gospel, to share the good news. Lord, I pray that you remove all distractions so that we would lean in and listen to what you have for us today. And God, I pray all this in the name of Jesus. Amen. So we are in the middle of a series titled, In God We Trust. And my prayer during this series is that we would create opportunities to examine where or who we are putting our trust in. Because are you up for a very honest confession? I am a pastor, but sometimes I find it hard to trust God. Can anyone relate with me? I love God. I believe in God. And yet I feel uneasy about the future. I'm worried about the tension in our country, about effectively navigating through racial tension and political division. Many of you watching or listening today are dealing with worry too. You're you're thinking, what if I lose my job? What if a loved one gets sick? What if my kids leave the faith? What if I marry the wrong person? We want to trust God, but how can you trust in a God you can't see? 
So I want us to go to our key scripture found in Psalms 46, verse 1. It says, God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. Now, I want to give some context to Psalms 46, because a lot of the times we look at this, we think, man, it's such a beautiful verse. I can't imagine what they were going through, the the beauty that they were going through, the revelations, the season of peace that they were going through. But Psalms 46 is commonly believed to be written around 701 BC. And this psalm was written during a time when the evil king of Assyria attacked Jerusalem. He built the most efficient and feared military force in ancient world. He was ruthless and cruel beyond measure. His goal wasn't just to win a war. It was to devastate and humiliate the opposing country. To psychologically terrorize their enemies. They would make tablets depicting what they would do to the survivors after war and send them to the opposing country beforehand to intimidate them. Can you imagine? The tablets depicted what they would do to women and children. Things too upsetting to talk about. So in a time of national turmoil in Jerusalem, of fear and what felt like utter hopelessness, the Spirit of God gives them this word of hope. God is our refuge and our strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. Other versions say our God is our refuge and strength, our ever-present help in times of need. There are two words that are found in this verse, two Hebrew words. The first one is nimsa, and the second is miad. Nimsa means to be discovered, encountered, or experienced, which is where the ever-present language of this verse comes from. In other words, nimsa means that there are certain things that cannot be explained. They have to be experienced. MJ and I visited the Sistine Chapel in Rome, Italy about 10 years ago. And I can go on and on today about what we saw and all the details of the paintings. But you will never truly know what it is or what it feels like until you go yourself and experience it for yourself. And this is what God is reminding us today, that we can go on and on. I can preach on and on and tell you about the goodness of God, the faithfulness of God, but you will never truly know what we are talking about until you experience it yourself. So I'm talking to someone today that maybe you've heard about Jesus or you've heard about God and you know a lot about what the Bible says, but can I just challenge you 
that you will not truly know what it is until you experience it and give God an opportunity yourself. Does anybody watching or or listening know what I'm talking about today? When you have experienced the amazing grace and forgiveness of God through Jesus, there is no one that can change your mind about who God is, about who Jesus is, about the work of the cross, because we haven't just heard it, we have experienced it. The second word is miad, which means exceedingly abundant, exceedingly much. In other words, what the writer is saying that in times of trouble, God overflows his exceedingly abundant protection, provision, and strength. So what does that mean to us today as a church living in America in 2023? We don't live in Jerusalem. We're not under attack by Assyrians. But many watching or listening today are attacked with feeling overwhelmed with anxiety, terrified about the world your kids will grow up in. You don't feel safe. Your jobs feel so fragile. Your marriage is hanging by a thread. Your kids are struggling. And what I want to tell someone today is that God is exactly what you need when you need him. And he is so much more. Come on, can I preach to you today? He is so much more than what you need. Who is God? God is the good news. No one is reporting today in a world full of negativity and fear-mongering and constant state of fear. God is the good news that we ought to be sharing every single opportunity. Because if you are anxious He is your peace. When you are hurting, He is your comforter. If you are lacking, come on, He is your provider. When you have sinned, He is your righteousness. God is your strength when you are weak. He is your hope when you are hopeless. He is your light when the world grows dark. God is exactly what you need when you need Him and so much more. The the chapter continues in verse 8 of Psalms chapter 46 verse 8 says, come see the glorious works of the Lord. In other words, the psalmist is saying, "I, I can't just tell you about him. You gotta experience him for yourself. And that is the challenge for you and I today as we continue this series and as we continue to examine what trust looks like. I'm here to tell you that I can talk to you about the faithfulness of God, but you got to see it for yourself. You got to experience it for yourself. Someone today, you've got to make the choice to say, God, I'm going to surrender these things to you. I'm going to surrender my life. I'm going to surrender my family. I'm going to surrender my 
job and my possessions and my careers, and I'm going to lay it at the feet of Jesus because I want to see and I want to experience what this is all about for myself. As we continue looking at this Psalm, chapter 46 of Psalms, it gets harder and difficult to digest what the author is saying. Because imagine raising your family in Jerusalem during this time. The Assyrian army is invading. And you get this message from God that is Psalms 46. And you get to verse 10. It says, be still and know that I am God. The reason I had such a hard time prepping to preach this message is because I hate to be still. I hate it because when I'm still, I can't contribute. I I, I can't be in control. I can't voice my opinion. I, I can't fix things. I can't be relevant. And I run the risk of being forgotten. Come on, can I, can I preach to someone today? Can I preach to myself? Notice that it doesn't say, be worried, be freaked out, be anxious, be angry, and know that I am God. No, no, no. It says, be still. And know that I am God. The word still here means rafa, which means to be quiet. So in other words, to to shut our mouths, to relax, and to give yourself slack. So I don't know about you, but I am curious after hearing all this, I'm curious, what happened to the people of Israel from Psalms 46? Well, I want to give you some homework. I want you to go to 2 Chronicles chapter 32 and 2 Kings 19. It gives us two accounts of what happened. I'm not going to read it. I want, I want to encourage you to read it for yourself this week. The Assyrians planned their attack. And the king of Jerusalem, Hezekiah, prayed for God to deliver them. And well, that night God sent an angel. One angel. And those scripture references that I just gave accounts and tells a story that this one angel wiped out an entire Assyrian army totaling up to 185,000 soldiers. Gosh, I I need you to process what I just said. The story of Psalms 46, the people that were praying this prayer, that that were part of what this psalm is about. Scripture tells us that King Hezekiah prays And one angel that night annihilated 185,000 soldiers. God didn't send a thousand angels. God just sent one. I need you to know how powerful God is. 
God is exactly what you need when you need him. He's big enough to oversee the world and loving enough to care about you. For someone watching or listening today, you need just one angel, just one answered prayer, just one touch from God, just one sermon, just one word. Be still and know that I am God. I will be honored by every nation. I will be honored throughout the world. So I want to finish this message by asking you today, what do you need? I want to invite you today to slow down, to, to silence noise, to silence the noise of the world, to quiet your soul, to let God be exactly what you need in this moment and so much more. Be still and know, not wonder, not hope, not wish, but know that He alone is God. Can I pray for someone today? Man, I feel that someone listening today, you have been so overwhelmed. You're feeling hopeless. You're overwhelmed either by the shame of your sin or you're overwhelmed by what is happening in your world. Maybe it's sickness or maybe it's financial troubles or maybe it your marriage is hanging by a thread. Maybe you feel like you've lost complete control of your children. I'm here to let you know, be still. God is exactly who you need him to be. And he is so much more. But you, you can't take my word for it. You got to let God Inside, you've got to surrender and you've got to experience that for yourself today. So can we take that step of faith wherever you are at, whether you're watching or listening today, can we take a step of faith today and say, I need to experience God for myself, but it's going to take me letting go and surrendering completely to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Father, we come to you today. God, thank you for this word. Thank you for being exactly who we need, who we need you to be. You are our refuge and our strength, our ever-present help in times of need. God, I pray for those that are watching or listening today that feel hopeless, that are feeling under attack. Maybe the enemy has been coming into their lives and families and, and, and their marriage and there is complete havoc. They don't see a way out. May today we make the choice to say, God, we choose to be still and to know that you are God, that you will be glorified in our lives, that you would be honored among the nations. God, we surrender ourselves to you. God, forgive us for trying to be Lord of our own lives. We cannot do this without you, Lord. We yield to you. We surrender to you. 
And we pray today that we would experience the goodness, the faithfulness of your love and mercy. In the name of Jesus, amen. Now, before we go, maybe you're watching or listening and you are not a follower of Jesus. Like I said, uh, you've heard about who Jesus is or you, you've heard about church. But today, I'm here to tell you that it's not until you experience God yourself that you will know what we're talking about. And as you're listening, you're saying, you know what? I want to take a step of faith and not just give God a try. I'm not telling you this prayer that we are about to pray is not to give God a try. It is to take a step of faith and yield ourselves before God, to surrender ourselves before God and say, God, I am giving myself completely to you. So if that's you, if you have never given your life to Jesus, if you have never surrendered yourself to the Lordship of Jesus, would you pray this prayer with me? Heavenly Father, I come to you today to give you my whole life. I need your forgiveness through Jesus Christ. Make me brand new. Fill me with your Holy Spirit so that I would have the power to know you, to serve you, to follow you. My life is not my own. God, I give it to you. Thank you for new life. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, if can we just celebrate God for a couple of moments? If you prayed that prayer for the first time or, or you're ready to take a next step in your walk of faith, we would love to partner with you as a church. You can go to our website, zionchurch.live slash next for more information. Well, may the Lord bless you and keep you. God bless you. And let's keep creating spaces for God to dwell. Oh,